Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, Dr. Cohen. Hi, Lauren Taylor. I said it first. How are you? What did you say? I said, hi, Dr. Cohen first. I said, hi, Lauren Taylor first. Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Yes, welcome, where we do some stuff. We explore everything in medicine as it relates to books, movies, TV. Today, a movie that you watch on your TV because it's on Netflix is what we'll be talking about. Or even on your phone. Or even on your phone. Yeah. And I am uh, Dr. Jason Cohen. Did you watch a movie on your phone? Did no, you watch we watched it. We watched it on a TV. Okay. And who are you? I'm Lauren Taylor. And today we're going to be talking about the Netflix hit, or it's in the top 10, The Good Nurse. Is it in the top 10? You looked it up. It's a hit. Yeah, I think it's, well, it's number one, but I don't really know what that means because most things, most new material ends up in the top 10, it seems like. Right. Or is that just marketing? Oh, the number one thing, right? Or is it yeah, truly number one? they just one? put it there? Like, yeah, they could How say number one. Who's even going to really check? Oh, it's not number one. I don't know. I know. No, it's just up there. The Good Nurse. The Good Nurse. The good starring nurse. Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. Is that how you say his name? Redmayne or Redmayne? Redmayne. I have no idea. Well, I just looked at the spelling, so it must be Redmayne. Mm. But I always feel like... I don't know why I had an extra bell. It sounded good. I like it, Redamane. <laughs> like Redamane, here I come. I mean, I like the actor. I've seen him a lot. But for whatever reason, when it came to actually saying his last name, I was like, hmm, let me say this fast. Yeah. He's he's of interest. He's played Patience before, right? Didn't he play uh, Stephen Hawking? Stephen oh, Hawking. Oh, he did, right? He I... won an Academy Award for that. Did he? Mm-hmm. I still can't help not see him as that when I see him and stuff. Really? I A little bit. I have to be honest, I didn't watch it because I just thought it was going to be too much. Oh, I did see that. I liked it. Yeah, no, I think it's very important. I just, um, yeah, for whatever reason, couldn't do it. Yeah, so what do you think? Of this, The Good Nurse? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed also that they didn't make it like an eight-part series it was just a movie because i feel like they take these real little stories i mean it's a big story but it's a little story at the same time and they just made it a movie that's so funny because i disagree with you oh you thought the opposite what's that you thought it should have been longer it could have been longer no no i don't i didn't think it should have been longer but i think it may have been better off as like a cut into like smaller shorter you know half hour things uh, like maybe four half hour thing. Right. But I guess in terms of this podcast, like I, you can get more creative, those half hour things. Cause I, I watched um, the watcher. Have you seen that on Netflix? It's like based no, on that, that looks too spooky for me. Yeah. But I finished it and then I looked it up like only very few of the the things that you see on the screen are actually real. So I feel like if they made it longer, they would have just made up a lot of stuff, which isn't great. I don't think longer. I just feel like it rather than a how how long it was like a two hour movie, right? Or an hour right, and a half hour right. movie. Like I would have preferred it to be four half hours or something okay. like that. Okay. I can see that. I, I actually didn't like the format of it as a movie. I kinda I don't know if I was bored by it a little bit, but I don't know. I just maybe I was a little bored by it. Well, my husband and I both were like, Oh, we liked it. And then today, after we watched it, he was just like 
I don't really know if I'll ever think about that movie again. I don't know. It's kind of forgettable. So I think he changes. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I watched it with my wife. My wife really liked it. And but she likes like true crime kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't love it. But I think the reason why I didn't love it is when I see movies, when I watch any sort of entertainment, for the most part, I want to like escape a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this was very not escapist whatsoever. Did you see any? Did you feel like you were in a hospital? Did you see any obvious? I mean, obviously, there's a flaw. The movie is based on a true story about Charles Cullen, who kills patients by putting uh, insulin or other drugs into their IV bags that shouldn't be there. And he's, I think, been convicted of killing like 29 people, maybe 13. I don't know. But they say it could be at 400. Anyways, that's the true story and the nurse that helps bring him down. But in the hospital, did you see any obvious glares? You always like see like charts backwards or like. You know what? There wasn't really a lot of they they didn't. They interestingly didn't show a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it was more the drama outside of there or or kind of in the hanging out and things like that. So I, I'm trying to remember nothing really bothered me that much. Interestingly, like the medicine didn't really bother me that much did anything bother you um no i was just curious to see for the podcast like what was real and what wasn't because i thought it was a lot at first i'm like okay so this single mom that's got two daughters that works the night shift also has to be on the heart transplant list like she has this disease but i did look that up she does have she did have cardio myopathy yeah. i guess that's something you always have if you have it well, yeah. Did she wind up having a heart transplant? No. So that part, she wasn't actually ever put on the transplant list. That part was not real. She does have a pacemaker. Mm. It wasn't mm-hmm. as severe as they made it. But still, I mean, it's not nothing. But I did read somewhere where it said he actually she felt as though he had saved her life at one point. But she was having like an attack. Right. Did you did you read that, too? Yeah. So the nurse played by Jessica Chastain is friends with um, the serial killer, Charles Cullen. She doesn't know he's a serial killer, but in the, in the movie, they portray it as like, he could possibly get drugs for her, like help her because she can't be on health insurance. And he's always over at her house. But in reality, I don't think they were, they were friends, but I don't think they were that good of friends where he was over at her house all the time. Yeah. They kind of made, you know, built in a certain kind of level of creepiness, kind of stalkery, Kind of for drama, for sure. I just, for me, it was just like the whole thing was just too dark. Like I, I would have preferred it to be like dope sick, you know, the where they made it into just episodes. Okay. I, I, I think I would have preferred it to be, but, but part of it is the whole cover up stuff. I wonder if that's real. You know, there was that whole side to things, you know, how all these hospitals are doing cover ups. And it was interesting how they called the police in right away in the in the movie like all of a sudden the police get called and that i I don't know if that really would happen that quickly like that kind of was weird how they called in the police so quickly well so in the movie he transfers hospitals like he gets suspected of things or let go and he and he just moves hospitals which also reminded me of dr death like that's Mm -hmm. how he was able to easily leave like nobody's reporting this and then they're not allowed to say anything. Like when the detectives are calling, they're not allowed to say anything about him. I did look that up. And then after this case, they apparently, at least in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and like I think 35 other 35 states, 
they passed like a patient safety act, which means that they encourage now, I don't know how true this is. You can tell me like employers to, to write accurately about their employees, like to report accurately on their employees. So I think that means nowadays, like if you were asked, you would be allowed to tell the truth. I do think that there are all these laws protecting, quote, whistleblowers now mm -hmm. in all sorts of industry, I think. So, but I, it, they, it made it seem like the hospitals deliberately were doing these cover-ups. And, and my feeling is with all of that is maybe it's a deliberate cover-up, but I think it's just more, you know, they don't know and, and you know, they don't... It, you know, I don't know. Maybe it is cover cover ups. I, I'm. It's hard to believe that a that a hospital would be that. I think they kind of evil. Like like yeah. that's kind of evil to cover. Like what? Why wouldn't they try to? Like why would they allow that to happen? It, it's maybe it does, but that's the part that kind of shocked me that these hospitals allow it to keep on going. It, it, right, it, and it's hard to believe. Obviously, you don't work in like the hospital administration, so you don't know what kind of stuff they, yeah, I mean, you've never been involved in a cover up, but I think that hospitals do try to cover their ass, so to speak. So they just don't like to give out information if they don't need to. Like, obviously, just the less. For sure, there's an element, I agree, of, of ass covering and protecting themselves. But, but, you know, they made it actually seem like the hospitals are kind of involved in covering up and know about all these murders and and to think that a healthcare industry would it, it just kind of paints more distrust of the whole healthcare industry which i, I think, think is a mess as it is but it's, right it's gonna just make people hate more it, it, i absolutely can see your point and i did talk about that when we talked about dr death that i wanted to remind our audience that this is this is like an outlier like this doesn't happen that often that's why it's made into a movie like People don't need to be afraid of their nurses, but, you know. Right. But right. And that part's the ally. But the whole hospital cover up thing really worries me. And and maybe that does happen, which is freaky and scary. Well, and also, I don't understand why they would cover up if. Well, I guess they think they're going to get away with it if they did. But in, I know for a fact in 2008, five hospitals settled wrongful death lawsuits with the families of 22 victims. And I guess that's because he was finally caught. So then they got caught and they, all these families had lawsuits. But so wonder, they did something wrong. Right. But had the, what if the hospitals had come forward right from the get-go? Would they? The, the problem is, is... He was allowed to work at other hospitals is the problem. No, but what I'm saying is one of the problems today with healthcare in general, and not healthcare, but with the world in general, is people want to find an easy way out. People want to sue. People want to try to get rich so that I think a hospital might be afraid to say, oh yeah, this happened. We don't want this person to keep going around. They would be afraid to do that because they would be afraid to get sued and, and have to come up with tons of money to, to give away. Like right. it, Which is almost... exactly what happened anyway. Looked like it was being portrayed as, as to me as like, We'll fire you for a different reason, and then we don't have to deal with you. And that seemed to that did happen. He worked at nine different hospitals. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and then in 1988, there was at a nursing home, um, someone died over an insulin overdose, and they suspected him. But then they charged another nurse with it and fired her, even though she said it was him. 
And so obviously after all this, she filed, she got a lawsuit too against the nursing home, but they never reported him. Like they never, they never reported the incident period. Wow. They just Mm -hmm. fired a nurse, the wrong nurse. And I was thinking that too, like if other nurses were afraid to come forward because they were afraid, you know, that they would somehow get blamed for it. Yeah. The interesting thing is they portrayed him as a good nurse too, which is kind of interesting. And I wonder, was he actually a good nurse, just a psychopath? I don't know, but um, Jessica Chastain's character named Amy, like she's a real person. And I guess they were really friends. So she did really did have a hard time seeing him as a serial killer. Like, I think yeah. she saw him as a good nurse. Yeah, but I I agree. I I, I mean, I wouldn't want, I, if not for the fact that we'd be reviewing it on this show and just for that interest, it's not something I would want to watch. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make you feel good. That's for sure. Definitely but, not. Yeah. She and it was- doesn't even, and other than the fact that she lived happily ever after, it just paints healthcare as so bad. And it may be that healthcare these days is just really bad, you know, the system, but it, it just keeps perpetuating the fact that the system is so broken. And that's not what I want to see in, in when I watch a movie and take two hours or an hour and a half of my time. No, I agree with you. But this was, I guess, almost 20 years ago now. So maybe does yeah. that make you feel any? Do you think it's gotten better? Hopefully. I hope so. I think so. Um I mean, it's certainly a wacky, crazy story. I wouldn't have made it into a movie. It could be a good podcast. Yeah, it could be a good podcast. But my question is, so basically he was opening different medical drip bags and like putting like when I just I'm surprised nobody noticed. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And then she figured it out by by checking Mm -hmm. all the bags and seeing if there was a leak. Yeah, I know. Like, wouldn't they notice a leak in the bag and would they continue to use the bag? I don't I don't know. I, well, I was I, wondering, too, was she like the only nurse that came forward? And apparently it said several nurses at hospitals came forward, like seven nurses at St. Luke's Hospital in Pennsylvania persuaded the state police in 2002 to come to the hospital. And they just they said that the, the police basically did a bad job and they didn't ever charge them with anything. So yes. it wasn't like the first time. So it's also yeah. not the hospital. So in that case, they did bring the cops in. And then it was the cops that didn't, according to them, you know, like do their job. Yeah. I guess he's in jail forever and ever. So that's good. That is good. It makes me wonder. I had this crazy thought like, you know, mistakes happen all the time. And there's you know, with really good nurses and really good doctors and really good caregivers. And there must, I feel like there must be a, you know, people must be afraid to come forward, even to like admit, hey, I did this and I screwed up. Um, They might be afraid to come forward just because they'd be afraid that some action is going to be taken against them. But but it it got me thinking about that, you know, so much that people you know, say someone makes some kind of normal kind of mistake, you know, if we make a mistake in other parts of the world, other parts of life, it's it's okay. But when you're talking about life and death and you make mm-hmm. a mistake, um, it's not okay. And people are maybe afraid to come forward. And I wonder how often things get covered up, whether it's a little mistake or a big mistake that potentially we could learn from and help each other out, but people are too scared to do. And, and, because they're afraid they're going to get sued or they're afraid they're going to get fired. And, and 
because that's the culture that we're in, unfortunately. Well, in that, world. yeah, you bring up a good point because this made me think of Redonda Wright, who was a nurse who did come forward. She gave the a patient the wrong medication. He died. So she was charged with negligent um, homicide. And we talked about her. Yeah, right? we talked about it. Yeah. She ended up, that charge ended up being dismissed, but she would have gone to jail for like possibly six years or more. Um, but the, all the nurses, like a lot of nurses and people were outraged because they were like, wait, she, she told the truth. Like she said, she made right. a mistake and that yeah. they said exactly what you're saying. They said, this is going to discourage people from coming forward in the future. Yeah. And the reality, what people forget is a, we all die. B, we all get sick and C, they forget that medicine is called the practice of medicine. It's not called the no mistake medicine. It's called a practice of medicine because we're human and stuff's going to happen and we're learning. And, and even when we have the best of the best, stuff's still going to happen. And, and it's, it's a problem in the world, I think, today that, that people forget that and they just expect nothing but perfection. And, and that's, it's unfair. Yeah, I, I agree. Thank you. Thanks for agreeing. Yeah, so the movie's not the most uplifting other than the fact that she was able to, uh, Amy was able, Nurse Amy was able to get a confession out of Charles Cullen and put him away. So that was the good ending of it. And now she lives a different career, not as a nurse, doing lots right. of stuff, working on the movie. Yeah. How do you like the actors in it? I thought they were great. What did you yeah. think? Yeah, I like them too. Well, I like Jessica Chastain a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I'm blanking on the guy who played the cop, the detective. I like him a lot too. He's in a ton of stuff. Why don't I know his name? He's in the Truman Show, which is like the Truman Show. Exactly. He's in the Truman Show. One of my favorite movies ever. He plays Truman's best friend. Exactly. And he's a great actor. And he's been in just so much stuff. So much stuff. Yeah. I should know his name. I feel bad. I don't. We're looking it up. And I'm about to tell you what his name is. His name is. Noah Emmerich. Noah Emmerich. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And he's, I thought he was very good. And his partner, that was good. good. Uh, And he's a great actor and he's in so much stuff. I thought it was good too how they just like limited the amount of actors. Cause I guess you could have obviously he's, he'd been killing people since 1988, according to the nursing home story I told you. Um, So they could have taken it so far back, but they didn't. I thought it kept it simple. But you're right. It wasn't like, that entertaining as far as an escape or anything that's for sure not at all i hate i i didn't hate it but i i really didn't love it okay well my wife did bernice did because she likes true crime stuff like that so she really enjoyed it and she's a nurse i have a few questions for you about the movie okay what how can insulin like a little bit of insulin kill someone so fast well it's not that it, it they said it in the thing it doesn't kill them so fast it's kind of a slow thing till it kind of drop someone's sugar so so much so what happens is it is it makes people hypoglycemic their sugar kind of drops bottoms out and then they could seize or stop breathing or or all their functions could stop plus he was giving them a heart medicine too uh, that causes that could possibly cause heart irregularities also digoxin yeah i was going to ask you about that so he's just like mixing this stuff and nobody noticed until after they were dead i guess that was amazing. They figured it out, though. Like yeah. in the olden days, pre-Pixis and pre-computer age, 
that would never have been found out. It's only because, you know, now every medicine is logged and tracked that that's the only reason why that got figured out. Okay. So, and then my other question is, have you ever like had the police come in to seen the police come into a hospital to like question hospital staff? I have back in the day during my training in Brooklyn in at State University, New York, at Kings County Hospital in East Flatbush, Brooklyn. And the reason we would we would have the police in for two reasons, because we did a lot of trauma. So, um, you know, gunshots, knife wounds. So the cops would always come then to find out the story from, you know, whoever was there, all sides. But then we also took care of a lot of kids who would sometimes come in with weird Ill illnesses and injuries mm-hmm. and they would come in you know looking for abuse and stuff like that so we we dealt with the police a lot okay but never yeah. like questioning like a doctor or a nurse on what they gave patients or anything like that never the opposite no never never grilling the doctors and then we also dealt with the police i think we told about it and certainly in a story time I took care of some terrorists who were planning to destroy the World Trade Center. And we had FBI, SWAT, you know, CIA. So I dealt with those guys all the time during that period. It was pretty amazing. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Wacky, crazy. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's why this is a movie because it's so crazy this story like obviously there's not just like detectives at hospitals all the time questioning doctors and nurses on what we you know what happened no they definitely don't come regular only only in those instances okay yeah it's crazy what he did but yeah. apparently it's true too that he just doesn't there's no real motive for his crimes he i know just, that's he said at one point why do you keep doing it and he said because no one stopped me apparently that's real <laughs> like he just wasn't stopped yeah and that's what he felt, eh? I guess. I mean, he's a real psycho. Yeah. Because these patients weren't, like, on their deathbed. Like, No, they were just random people. Yeah. So he wasn't trying to, like, in them. He was just evil. Yeah. That first case, the old lady who died, that was an interesting case. She developed an allergic reaction to antibiotics. And, and that's one of the rare dermatologic emergencies and that was kind of a, a cool case. They didn't really get into it. Um, the the older lady, you know, who died, um, who was the first death. But that was kind of an interesting. Uh, it was yeah, her eyes were like all red. Like it looked like her face was like peeling off. That was an allergic reaction to just what like regular amoxicillin or something, just regular antibiotics. Yeah, it's a it's an it's an emergency. It's one of the rare dermatologic emergencies. I think it's called Stevens Stevens Johnson syndrome, um, Stephen Johnson syndrome, and certain medicines could cause this dermatologic. But it's not just skin; it's also your mucosa membranes and everything to just you know automatically start sloughing off, and and you know someone could die from it. And I think that's what it was that she had, even though they didn't talk about it. Yeah, it looked super painful. Yeah, they didn't really get into it, but I, um, it seemed like that that's what it was that happened. And it's just random antibiotics or random certain random medicines could cause it, um, but it, it's hard to say for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well, but it could be a fatal thing. All right. Well, I don't. I don't have anything else. I'm not watching anything else. Are you? Um, not yet. We're trying to figure out the net. We finished off the Game of Thrones thing. Oh yeah, you stuck with it. Apparently, it's a huge hit. People love it. I guess I'm 
I'm just uh, not. It's not Game of Thrones, but it's not Game of Thrones, but it's fun. Yeah, I just couldn't do it after the first episode. Maybe I'll go back. Yeah, I think because it's Game of Thrones, it's worth watching. But otherwise, like if it hadn't been Game of Thrones, we probably wouldn't be watching it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I knew it was going to be violent, but I just wasn't ready for it. So interestingly, the the guys from the original Game of Thrones are not involved in the show. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. It's but yeah. George R. R. Martin is right, a- and one guy who was on it is also, but the two main guys right. are not involved. Doing other things, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I guess so. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Oh, one last thing. I had one final thing. It's November. No shave November. So we're I got the beard going a little bit. I got the growth and and we're deciding what to do. We asked our listeners on an Instagram what they what they're recommending, but uh, I'll let the cat out of the bag. Most likely, almost certainly, it's going to be the goatee. We talked about it also last time, right? Yeah, we talked about our last podcast, ways people can get involved in November. But yeah, I feel like you're rocking the whole beard. Just keep it up. I know. Bernie said go with the goatee. So we're doing the goatee, and there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.